Hello, everybody. Welcome to Discern Daily, a show on the Majesty's Men for Seeking Truth. Uh, my name is Pate. I'm the host of Discern Daily, and this is episode 14. And I just want to thank you so much for checking out this episode. If you're not following Discern Daily on Twitter, you can follow us at Discern Daily. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel at Discern Daily. We're on Facebook. We've got a Facebook page. If you love Facebook, go ahead and follow and like our page at Discern Daily. But I just want to thank you so much. Um, we've got a lot of material to look at in this episode. Typically, we like to stay between the 10 to 15 minute mark in each episode, and I'm going to try to shoot for that. We're definitely not going to be able to cover everything that I want to in this episode, but hopefully we can at least get a conversation started. But recently, uh, I saw that a an historical document got signed uh, by Pope Francis and the Grand Imam of Al-Azhar, Ahmed Al-Tayyib. And I definitely, you know, as I like to mention in, in as many episodes as I can, you know, these Discern Daily episodes are not um, all about you listening to what I have to say, okay? So, like, I don't have a perfect theology. I don't have a complete understanding of, for example, this document that we're going to look at, but hopefully I can at least get the ball rolling and get a conversation started over some very important topics that I see circling around social media each week. And um, and this is definitely a subject worth talking about, right? Because you have very prominent uh, religious leaders coming together uh, for for something very, very important. Now, um, these these leaders got together and they they composed and signed and publicly agreed upon a document called the Document on Human Fraternity. And really, to my understanding, this document is all about major faiths, major religions coming together, linking arms, and putting an end to violence. Uh, now, I don't know about you, but I'm a man of convictions. I have some very, very strong religious convictions. However, I'm, I'm all for peace. Um, I may not agree with Muslims or um, Jews on their religious convictions, but one thing we can be united in is peace. Like, who doesn't want peace. Um, and so we're going to look at this document. This is this is the heart behind uh, this event, this document that got signed. And I want to basically share a few quotes from this original document, which can be found on the Vatican website. I want to I want to kind of read a little bit more than I normally do on these episodes uh, without just reading you a novel the entire time. But in these quotes, my hope is for you to get at least a good understanding of where these religious leaders are coming from and then get into some personal thoughts and my personal reaction to this document. Now, I'm going to provide a link in the full page of this Discern Daily episode so that you can go through and look at this full document it might take you a minute to read the whole thing, but I was able to read it, read through it today, um, and really I felt like I have a pretty good understanding, but at the end of this whole thing, I hope that you will have some thoughts and convictions of your own to share on this important historical event. Now, um, 
to kind of uh, kick us off, I'll share a quote from the introduction of the document. Um, it says, quote, that it is a document that invites all persons who have faith in God and faith in human fraternity to unite and work together so that it may serve as a guide for future generations to advance a culture of mutual respect in the awareness of the great divine grace that makes all human beings brothers and sisters. So that is one section of the introduction that I felt was very, um, it was very helpful to understand the big picture of what's going on. Now, the Pope um, is definitely a leader who uh, many Protestants do not uh, designate as a good spokesman or a, a good example of of the Christian faith, because we have, you know, I'm a Reformed Protestant, um, I'm a Calvinist, and so I definitely disagree on, with the Pope on many, uh, and on many beliefs, on many convictions and things like that, but obviously I'm all for peace, okay? Um, I'm all for, um, you know, linking arms and considering that all or not just considering, but but strongly believing that all human beings, every single human being, is made in the image of God, and their life is valuable. And in that sense, we are all brothers and sisters. Um, but obviously, whenever you see religious leaders coming together for one primary purpose, many people don't like that because, you know, Ahmed al-Tayyib is a Muslim, Um and so, obviously, the grand imam and very and, and many Protestants like myself were not going to have similar religious convictions, but together we are all for putting a stop to violence. Um, and in that sense, I appreciate this event. I appreciate this document, even though uh, you won't see the name of Jesus anywhere in this document and things like that. But I believe that the bigger picture, um, there's some good in it. Like, if this document is going to lead to less violence in the world, why would we not um, support and appreciate something like this? I don't know. That's just a, a first thought that I have, one of my first reactions as I began reading that. This, that's what I was thinking. Uh, to kind of get into the body of this major document, um, I'll, I'll share kind of three uh, paragraphs very quickly with you so that you can uh, start seeing some of the practical things that this document was setting out to achieve. So the document writes later on, it says, um, we who believe in God and in the final meeting with him and his judgment on the basis of our religious and moral responsibility, and through this document, call upon ourselves, upon the leaders of the world, as well as the architects of international policy and world economy, to work strenuously to spread the culture of tolerance and of living together in peace, to intervene at the earliest opportunity to stop the shedding of innocent blood and bring an end to wars, conflicts, environmental decay, and the moral and cultural decline that the world is presently experiencing, end quote. Now, there's some things in there that are very thought-provoking, um, because, and, and obviously, we're not going to be able to spend time in this video on everything that was mentioned just in that paragraph, but that, that key word, tolerance, really stands out to me. And I believe that that's a 
word that can really spark many different feelings amongst people who hear that. Um, Obviously, Catholicism takes tolerance to a completely different place than like a Reformed Calvinist like myself would, um, because there we we must exercise some discernment regarding tolerance, um, right? So, obviously, as a Christian, our faith is not a violent faith. Um, if someone disagrees with my convictions, I'm not going to kill their family. Um, I'm going to try to love them and serve them and persuade them to believe what I would call truth in, in like the gospel, for example. Um, but um, I'm going to show them tolerance, right? I'm, I'm going to let them be around me, right? I'm going to treat them with respect and love, and I'm going to honor them as maybe as you know, like a brother or sister, because we're all made in the image of God, right? I love all life and I want to show them respect. So if someone does or says something that I disagree with, I'm going to have grace and tolerance all day long for them. But there are some things that I will not tolerate. Um, I will not tolerate uh, the death of innocent life. I will not tolerate something like um, abortion. I will not tolerate um, a false gospel. Um, there are some things that I, that I will stand firm on that I will not tolerate, but there are some things that I will tolerate. And I think that it's, it's worth mentioning that when the Pope says that we must tolerate something, um, that, that might not be something that all quote unquote Christians would tolerate. So when I read things like that, I'm like, okay, what's really the agenda that's being promoted there? Well, in the scope of this document, it would be don't harm people. We need to all show peace and we need to show some tolerance. And so I think that that's, that's okay. Like we need to show some tolerance and we need to strive for what does bring peace. Well, moving on, I want to share a second section of the document with you. It says, quote, we therefore condemn all those practices that are a threat to life, such as genocide, acts of terrorism, forced displacement, human trafficking, abortion, and euthanasia. We likewise condemn the policies that promote these practices. Moreover, we resolutely declare that religions must never incite war, hateful attitudes, hostility, and extremism nor must they incite violence or the shedding of blood, end quote. Whoa. There's, uh, there's a lot of stuff in that section right there, but I don't see why we wouldn't all uh, support that. Now, when you see things like forced displacement, there needs to be some parameters for that could be because, you know, you look at like something like illegal immigration, well, there's laws that we have to obey. And if someone breaks a law, their family is going to suffer, period. And that's devastating. And we don't enjoy that. But that's a reality of breaking the law. Um, and so you have things like that that are very controversial. Uh, obviously, mention of abortion, completely agree that we condemn abortion and things like that. Um, again, this is just more practical things that you'll find in this document that are all relating to peace. Um, the goal that they, that they 
the reason why they put this in there is because these are practical hot button issues, excuse me, issues, topics that are worth discussing. But in this document, they're basically saying we we are resolved. These are issues that we um, we don't support these things because they they contradict peace. Um, but so far, I mean, I'm I'm enjoying, I'm liking, I'm agreeing with things that are said because I'm I'm someone who wants to promote peace and I'm I want to promote tolerance and um basically no one has the right to to tell someone else what they believe because everyone is entitled um to thinking freely um to making their own religious decisions and that kind of leads me to the last uh section the last quote that I want to share with you from the document excuse me it's kind of cold in here in this room that I'm going so my sinuses are kind of not cooperating well with me, but the last quote that I want to share from the document says this, quote, freedom is a right of every person. Each individual enjoys the freedom of belief, thought, expression, and action. The pluralism and the diversity of religions, color, sex, race, and language are all willed by God in his wisdom through which he created human beings. <coughs> This divine wisdom is the source from which the right to freedom of belief and the freedom to be different derives. Therefore, the fact that people are forced to adhere to a certain religion or culture must be rejected. As to the imposition of a cultural way of life that others do not accept. End quote. Sorry for hacking in the middle of that paragraph, but... Um, you know, there's some there's some controversy there um, by saying that all different religions are basically willed by God in His wisdom. Um, you can make a you can make a good argument for that, and you can make a good argument the other way as well. Um, but you know, God created all things, um, and obviously there is only one God. Um, there's only one God, Jesus Christ. Um, but I think many would have a hard time with that and really kind of focusing on that idea of pluralism and not really sure what to do with that. But if you go into, if you, if you, if you widen our perspective and, and look at it from the perspective of, hey, everyone has a right to choose their own religion, that's good. <laughs> Because when you start getting into um, an arena where, or a regime where people are not free to choose their own religion, uh, you have communism, and you have you have set up a cultural where people are not allowed to think freely. They're not they're not free to make their own decisions, and you you lose a lot of freedom when you cannot choose what you even believe. Um, and I believe that everyone should choose their own um, religion and follow their own convictions. And so whenever you have different cultures where people aren't allowed to freely think and make their own religious decisions, uh, then you have then you have harm and you have violence and you have deaths that occur because they're not conforming 
uh, to the culture. And so I'm in agreement with this, um, even though I believe that there is only one God and his name is Jesus. I believe that if you don't believe that, you shouldn't be harmed for that. Um, I believe that there are eternal consequences to that, but as far as living here in America, for example, uh, or here in Kansas, where I'm at, uh, you should be able to choose whatever religion you want, but and so should your neighbor, and no one should harm anybody for believing any different. So those are kind of the, the main sections that I wanted to at least bring to your attention. I recognize that I'm already past my 15-minute mark, so now I'm going to try to shoot for the 20-minute mark. Um, but I saw like three different sources that talked about this major document. And again, I want to encourage you to um, go and look through the document, read through it if you have time. But I saw in the Vatican News, um, which they had an article titled Pope Peace Document Born of Faith in God, the Father of Peace. It was written by Christopher Wells on February 5th. Uh, he shares this quote that kind of gives kind of the, the overarching picture of what was going down, even though there's some really like uh, thought-provoking things that, that you can find in his article over there regarding um, abuse and sex scandals and all of that, which is definitely something that, oh my gosh, we can't get into that because that'll take 30 minutes to talk about that. It's all devastating. But he shares, um, regarding all of this, he shares the document signed by Pope Francis and the Grand Imam of Al-Azhar, Ahmed Al-Tayyib, uh, was prepared with much reflection and prayer, the Pope said. The one great danger at this moment, he continued, is destruction, war, hatred, hatred between us. Um, if we believers are not able to shake hands, embrace one another, kiss one another, and even pray, our faith will be defeated, he said. The Pope explained that the document is born of faith in God, who is the Father of all and the Father of peace. It condemns all destruction, all terrorism, from the first terrorism in history, that of Cain, end quote. Um, I saw that The Guardian had um, an article kind of talking about it. Um, that article was... Uh, by Harriet Sherwood on Monday, February fourth, um, where they where where they wrote, the Pope and the Grand Imam of Al Azhar have signed a historical dec historic declaration of fraternity, calling for peace between nations, religions, and races, in front of a global audience of religious leaders from Christianity, Islam, Judaism, and other faiths. End quote. Um. Man, I have so many notes here. I'm trying to stay organized. Um, but basically, it was calling for peace. And um, there, the, 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 there was a headline, an article that I found on a website called End of the American Dream that I thought it didn't really... I, I don't know if I am seeing the document in a different perspective uh, than this person who... Like, there's an article titled, The Pope and Islam's Most Important Imam Just Signed a Covenant That Pushes Us Much Closer to a One World Religion by Michael Snyder on February 6th. Now, I don't necessarily know if this uh, whole document, this event in history, was a push for one world religion. 
Um, I actually wanted to challenge Michael on that and just kind of say that I really didn't get that uh, from the document, from the event, uh, from the things that I was reading, different articles, uh, watching it on the news and things like that. Um, Michael shares in his article, he says, quote, in essence, this is saying that it is the will of God that there are hundreds of different religions in the world and that they are all acceptable in his sight. We know that the elite want a one world religion, but to see the most important clerics from both Catholicism and Islam make such a dramatic public push for it is absolutely stunning, end quote. Uh, to, in my opinion, in my judgment, I, I'm not seeing this as a push for one major world religion. I'm, I'm seeing this as a push for all religions can exist. In fact, in the, the document states that everyone has the freedom to choose their own religion. Um, but just because you have a different religion doesn't give you the right to go and harm uh, someone else or cause violence um, or even you know, cause deaths because of someone else's belief. I'm not, I, I actually was kind of taken back by, um, that article, um, on end of the American dream, because, um, I felt like that was an interesting conclusion that Michael Snyder came to, but maybe I'm not seeing, um, that taking place, or maybe someone can help me kind of see how that was happening, but there you go. Um, so anyway, now now that I've shared tons of quotes with you, and if you're still listening to the episode, I want to thank you for bearing with me there, but I want to get into my reaction to all of this. Um, you know, like I said before, that word tolerance really kind of stood at the forefront of my mind as I was kind of walking through the document, reading different articles, different takes, different commentaries on this event that took place. Really, that word tolerance really stood out to me. I believe personally that the biblical gospel will both unify and divide. I will it I believe that the gospel, what it does is it does unite people, but it also causes division. Um, there there are a few uh, verses that came to my mind just just from the Gospel of Matthew, where Jesus is providing some teaching. And I'll share kind of three different places where Jesus provides a teaching that I believe relates to this subject, uh, this document that we've been looking at. Uh, so the first one in Matthew 10, 34 through 36, Jesus says, Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, and a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a person's enemies will be those of his own household. And so Jesus, his, not, his ultimate goal, right, is not necessarily peace. Uh, he said that he did not come to bring peace. He came to bring a sword. This isn't the ultimate goal. His ultimate goal is not to divide people. But one reality is that Jesus's message, his life, his testimony, his ministry, uh, his coming to earth does divide people because the gospel does divide. Truth divides. Um, that's just a reality of what Jesus said. Uh, moving on, though, uh, Jesus did say in Matthew 5, 9, he said, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. And so there's this weird, uh, like difficult thing 
this balance that we must all use discernment in is like, we need to be peacemakers, but also understand that the biblical gospel, God's truth, will divide. Um, and so our goal is not to cause division. Our goal is to unite and and to be in fellowship with God and lead people to be in fellowship with God. Um, but the reality is that the biblical gospel will divide and unite. Uh, the third verse that really came to my mind uh, as a reaction to this was Matthew 26, 52. It says, Then Jesus said to him, Put your sword back into its place, for all who take the sword will perish by the sword. Now, you're welcome to go and look at the context a little bit of that passage, but basically, Jesus, in that moment, he took he took a moment, took initiative to stop violence so that he could ultimately go to the cross. Um, and so... Um, there's there's some times where we want to be violent, we want to be protective, we want to use the sword, so to speak. Um, but as Jesus said, um, he he told Peter um, to put your, I believe, to put his sword back into his place because all who use a sword will perish by the sword. I believe it's Peter. Now I'm having a brain fart thinking about it, but pretty sure it was. But Jesus does not. Um, endorse violence. Um, and so, man, there's just so many things that come to my mind and I have more written down, but I'm already at the 25 minute mark. So I'm going to kind of, sh- uh, cut it short right there, but I would love for you to take a minute and go look at the document and kind of help provide some more insight, provide some more, um, very important truths or quotes from the document that I didn't get to, Uh, in this video that would help us to have a better understanding of this important historical event, this document that got signed. But I would love to hear from you guys. If you would leave a comment, help share this episode around on your social media. Let's seek the truth together. Again, I don't have a perfect theology. I don't have a perfect understanding, but I recognize that this is important. This here is going to affect Um, the faiths of generations to come. And I believe that there's some discernment that we should invest ourselves in right here. So guys, let's, let's stay in touch. Let's seek the truth and we'll see you guys later.